Hello and welcome. Welcome back to the Every Day is a New Day show. My name is Kim O'Neill and as always, I'm excited to be here today. We're going to be talking today about the healing power and poetry of Mother Nature. And what I love about today's conversation is we're going to be just connecting the dots, connecting the dots between Mother Nature, between life and all sorts of other elements. Um, it's really it's really beautiful and fascinating when we have experiences in life and we see how they all connect and they intertwine and they support each other. So um, anyway, that's my take. Uh, that's my pre-take on what we're going to be talking today uh, with today's guest. But before we get into it, let's shake off yesterday. Shake it off. Shake it off. Let it roll off. Let it float away. Let it let it dissipate, let it transmute, take a deep breath in and exhale it out. Because remember, this moment is for you. It's a gift for you. And you gift yourself more of this moment when you allow yourself to be fully present in this moment. The phrase, <laughs> I'm going to do my best not to go down a rabbit hole here, but I'm gonna, I want to share this. The phrase, Time heals all wounds is coming to mind right now. And um, what I want to say about that, because so many of us can relate to that, right? Over time, things um, things dissipate, things get better, things uh, evolve, transform. And yet it's also about what we choose to do in the moment that really supports us in being able to utilize time to the best of our ability. And so just a gentle reminder, because that can that can be something easy, I think, for us all to forget. And um, it's isn't it good to have those reminders, right, about where is your greatest power, mm, allowing this moment to be that gift for you that it is. This is your life, and it's so, so special. Okay, so let me share a little bit about today's guest with you, and then we're going to get into our conversation. And I have a quote, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and share today's guest with you, and then we'll share the quote. So how about that? I'm going to go a little out of sequence. Oh, my gosh. And this totally speaks to how, how I wanted to share today's conversation. It's beautiful how it all connects. So with that, today's guest is Sharla Schultz. She is the number one best-selling author of Catnip of Life, a poetry book that highlights the healing powers of Mother Nature. As a former high school math and chemistry teacher, education curriculum developer for teachers, and online learning specialist, Charlotte eventually realized she was most passionate about discovering that she is a poetic mathematician. To date, Charlotte has now published three other books with three more in the works, and she also has a chapter featured in the upcoming book, The Inside Effects, How the Body Heals Itself by Keith Leon S., which has a film by the same title that will both be released this July 2023. And today we're going to be talking more about that healing power and poetry of Mother Nature. So with that, welcome, Sharla. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I greatly appreciate you having me on your show. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm glad to have you here today. And um, I'm excited for how things are going to flow together and connect. I already, as I mentioned earlier, I am already seeing that myself. So let me go ahead and share with you. Uh, the quote that I was going to share at the beginning, and this way we can both talk about it together. So uh, today's quote that I want to start off with is by Andy Goldsworthy. And he said, we often forget that we are nature. Nature is not something separate from us. So when we say that we have lost our connection to nature, 
we've lost our connection to ourselves. Charlotte, what thoughts do you have about this quote? You have hit the nail on the head, or Andy did. And it's amazing that you brought this quote forward because on my walk this morning, I, I get up very early and I do my walks, you know, with Mother Nature. I'm always talking to myself and I have little thoughts, you know, that, that come into my head. And it's amazing on my walk this morning that the thought that came to my head was the, the E. As I'm walking, be one with nature because we are nature. Nature is us. We can't survive without Mother Nature. So this is so fitting. I really appreciate you sharing that quote. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that too, because um, once again, I'm just already seeing how everything connects. And I, I I can tell that you see a lot of metaphors in life. And of course, that's, I think, what poetry often is. And um, so so the other reason why I was laughing or just silently laughing anyway to myself as I started off the show is I mentioned in the last show I did with someone that um, I have this tendency just in my own life to periodically I kind of do things backwards. I just have noticed like that's a little pattern that shows up in my life. And um, it's to me, it's kind of humorous. And it actually felt very fitting for today's show. And I just, so I wanted to start off with, and maybe we already have, but I'm going to go ahead and put this out there anyway. Um, starting with the end in mind, um, what is the takeaway message that you want to leave people with today? You know, the takeaway message is that in my book and the book, is the cat the catnip of life and in my book the ending is the beginning and that's the way i ended the book because if you if you pick up a novel say for example and you're reading a novel and you have a story that's laid out in the beginning maybe some past experiences then you have the middle and everything that comes into play and then of course too often we take the book and we want to go to the very end and see what happens you know did, did the heroine you know how did any end this love story or what a mystery or whatever it might be but with catnip each poem is a journey in itself line by line and as you travel that journey you are creating visions in your mind so that when you reach the end of that poem, that's not the end because you want to lay this down. Then you want to walk outside or you want to take a trip or you want to be with your family and you want to find what you have just read because oh, yeah. this is life. It's not something that's not available. It's available at your fingertips. It's available through your eyes, your hearing, your smell, everything. It's right there in front of you. So that's my takeaway. I I love that. So I didn't know that um, the ending of the book is also considered the beginning. And is that something you you highlight in the book for the reader? Like, do you mention I, that? I really didn't until the end of the book. <laughs> Because okay, okay. at the very, you know how you read a book and, and all of a sudden you finish and it says the end or you're in a movie yeah. and it says the end. Well, I yeah. didn't want to put that in the book, the end, because it's not the end. And that's why I, I did it. The not the end. It is just your beginning. That's that's the premise. Yes. 
It, and I, so I love that. And that's so true because anytime we feel like things are falling apart, you know, um, you know, things, uh, the word failure, I'm not a fan of the word, word failure because I personally don't believe there are any failures. Um, but anything we think is an end, a finality, whatever, it never really is. There's always a new day. There's always another beginning. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, uh, that's excellent. I love that. So, okay. Yeah. It, so I know um, from from some of what I've learned about you so far, um, it sounds like, you know, you have had some experiences in life that where you have had to reclaim yourself. And I'm bringing this up today. And I've, I've mentioned with you personally that um, a lot of the coaching work I do with people, it happens to be about reclaiming their authentic self. Um, for some, they never fully knew who they were to begin with. Um, but for others, you know, they once knew and they kind of lost it. They, they felt like they had some sort of ending in life. And it was about how do I get back to me? How do I get back to feeling whole and alive again and all of that? And so I want to ask you, it sounds like you've had some of those experiences as well. And I want to ask you, what role do you see nature playing in that? Nature saved my life as far as far as my particular role, because I had gone through some situations and with um, marriage and with family and my husband passed away in 2017. So I had to totally step back and say, who am I? I really didn't know because I had gone through nearly 35 years of, I guess, following the pattern, going through what I felt like the paradigm, what I should have done and should do, you know, as a mom, as a wife, as a mother, but never truly took the time to reclaim and know who I am. And I found that out with about, it took me about two years and I totally became a recluse. I did not want to be around people. I did not want to be in society. I didn't know what to do. I had no clue. What do I do? So when I went to visit my daughter in South Carolina, she's the one that recognized that my health was going down. I didn't see it. It was like a person with anorexia that looked in a mirror and they never see they have a problem. I didn't see that I had a problem. I thought everything was fine. And of course she knew it immediately. And when I stepped out, I want to to interject for a moment. So when you say you, you didn't know you had a problem. So are you saying that you didn't know that you were um, being more of a recluse and didn't quite know who you are? And that I didn't recognize it. I, I, I mean, even though I had a tremendous weight loss, I, I had, um, I was just getting by, you know, from day to day. My diet was terrible. It, it, it was amazing. It's really interesting that I didn't go down any farther than I did because I had settled in to a life that was just empty because a part of me was gone and I didn't know how to handle it without this other individual. Right. My whole life, you know, was centered around this person. And it was all of a sudden, what do I do? Well, I didn't do anything. See, that was the problem. I did I didn't do anything. I didn't get with friends. I didn't get out. I can I just stayed inside with my cat. And I realized when I saw Nicole and she saw immediately that my health, how my health had deteriorated. And that's when 
I knew I had to make some changes. And when I did, she helped me get my diet back on order. And where she lived is in South Carolina. And she started taking me on walks. And every day I went on a walk. And of course, I, I, and I can go back to my childhood and relate to how much I love nature and how much I love the outdoors. And so much of that had been set aside, you know, through through the years. But then when I started going on my walks and I started seeing things and recognizing things and witnessing, it was like, wow, look at all I've been missing. I began to pull my energies from nature. I felt the camaraderie. I felt the peace. I felt the tranquility. And at the same time, I felt the fury and the stormies, the storms. It was all right there. And the more I witnessed and the more I began to absorb what I was feeling through energy, that's when I started writing about it. When you get out in nature, your energy, nature is energy. So when you're out in nature, you're giving energy and you're receiving energy. So through that transition of being in the hands, so to speak, of Mother Nature, what you're seeing and what you're absorbing is what you are becoming. That's why I'm saying be one with nature. That to me is what was my light bulb, so to speak, and my moment that gave me the, the, the strength, you know, to get back into my writing and really do what I needed to do. I love that. And I may not quote you exactly here, but you said what you are seeing is what you are becoming. And um, I, I love that. I also find it really interesting and, and I, good, good to know. I love, I love knowing that um, here you were in this, this pattern after your husband had, had transitioned and you didn't quite know that something was off, right? Until your daughter was able to be a mirror for you, it sounds like. Yes, Yes, that's a perfect way of putting it. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, so now I think this is a great segue, and um, you've already started to to go in that direction. But I've heard you mention that nature is a gateway. Mm -hmm. Will you just expand on that specifically a little bit more about nature being a gateway? Nature's gateway is like a doorway when you go from inside your home and you step outside you're going over the threshold of the four walls that are there wherever the room is where you are and you're stepping in what i call beyond the box because the box is the home that we live in and if you go beyond that box and you step outside that doorway you have a vast world that's before you Unfortunately, our world is full of too much negativity. So if we can leave that negativity inside the walls and step outside into the positivity and the vibrations that we can receive from nature, that is the gateway that you are stepping in. That's the doorway that's leading you into a more positive outlook it can change your motivation. It can give you inspiration for things that you perhaps thought, you know, well, that's just, I can't do this anymore. And I think of, I can't, that it doesn't even exist because you cannot say the word can't without saying can 
first. Ooh, it's cannot. It's can't. So get that negativity. Drop it. Get rid of it. Mm. It doesn't exist because you have to can before you can't. Oh, I love that. Okay, so I love how you you paint the picture of stepping outside the box, which literally is all of our homes, wherever mm -hmm. we reside, stepping yeah. outside the box. Um, and then you're linking it with the positivity and the negativity. And so going back to what you were saying earlier about what we see is what we become, you know, what's so great about this is that all anybody needs to do is simply simply see the nature, step outside, connect with something else, and you also become more of that. So if there's anything with within a person that feels uh, feels heavy, feels dark, feels negative, mm -hmm. receive it, receive the light. You know, it's, um, I, it's, it's I'm just, I'm just, yes, it yeah. is receiving the light. And that's the way I look at catnip of life. Catnip of life is the love, light and melody. That's what it is. But I had mentioned to you in our little talk before this about possibly reading something real quick. I it's was going, just feeling that too. Yeah, well, yeah. it's going to fit right here. And Perfect. the one that I had selected, it, it's, it's amazing because I was drawn to this particular one and okay. it's fitting perfectly with what we're saying right now. And the title of it is The Barren Tree. So Ooh, in your mind, trees. picture a barren tree, totally okay. barren, okay? Barren is a tree. What do I see? Nakedness, emptiness, lifelessness, or is it beauty standing before me? Do its branches pray for rain, totally stripped, perhaps scarred? Are they lonely, filled with pain? If the tree could talk, what stories of history lie deep within, filled with magic and mystery? See through the barrenness with thoughts of spring. Perhaps life lies dormant with beautiful song that buds and blossoms will lovingly bring. For the barren tree strives, survives, beautifies. Are trees of barren branches stripped naked of their worthiness? That's your thought for the day. Oh, I, 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 thank you, Charlotte. Thank you for sharing that. And, and let me show everyone again, um, your book, so everyone can see it on screen, Catnip of Life poetry book, and they can get that on Amazon right now. It's already available as a paperback and hardcover, correct? That is correct. Yes. And if you'll notice, I do need to mention too, that the author shows Charlotte Lee. My name is Charlotte Lee Schultz course, I kept my maiden name and then when I married. But when I, Leon, uh, Leon and I were talking, the, the publisher, you know, Leon Smith, Leon, Keith Leon Keith. S, when, uh, when Keith and I were talking, the uh, Schultz is spelled S-H-U-L-T-S. How many people are going to put a Z on the end of Schultz or put a C somewhere in the beginning? So we decided, mm-mm. 
we're going to use the maiden name. So I went with Charlotte Lee. It's just a lot easier to remember, to pronounce, and I don't constantly have to tell everybody they misspelled Lee. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you for explaining that because I, I noticed that too. And every time I was like, it's an S, right? It's, a, it's an S every time mm -hmm. I was typing it for the show. Um, okay. Now, I think a question in people's minds is why catnip? Of life. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. I have always had an affinity to cats ever since I was a little girl. I love cats. And my cat now, Foxy, Foxy will, will turn 15. She was 15 in May and she loves catnip. And I even planted a patch of catnip in my home in Georgia at one time that, that just grew to be humongous. And she would go out the back door off the porch and run across the yard and dive into that patch of catnip. It was the cutest thing you have ever seen. And then she would just roll around in it and then she'd come back inside all excited and go and just fall over asleep because the catnip does two things. It excites the cat and then it will also put it into a state of tranquility. Now, of course, it depends on the cat. Catnip will, you know, does it a little bit differently for each cat but that's where that's what sparked the idea and i thought you know catnip that's a part of life you know mother nature excites us gets us all you know in a in a fury sometimes but then at the same time we can go sit on a dock and we put our toes in a rippling stream and we can just sit there in the tranquility of mother nature what catnip does to the cat mother nature does to the human. I love all the metaphors and how things are flowing and connecting with this. So um, yeah, what I'm getting is the living life to the fullest, which when we step outside the box, there's that ever abundant flow of nature. And I, I'm going to just simply say of life force energy flowing down. And all we simply have to do is be open to receive it. Mm -hmm. And when we are able to I guess you could look at this two ways, but I'm seeing someone who has um, who has really immersed themselves and, and given themselves to whatever they're passionate about and doing. At some point, then they kind of exhaust themselves. And I mean, in a, in a good way, you know, so where you've really given into it and now you can fully be at peace and, and rest. Um, exactly. But now I have to piggyback off on something you just said, because you just okay. said save your life to the fullest. Did you just think of that off the top of your head? I did. Yeah. Well, here's why. Because catnip of life has five chapters or, um, I guess, themes through it. Okay. Observe life at its best. Listen to life's songs. Embrace life's bounties. Breathe the breath of life. And number five, savor life to its fullest. <gasps> That's the thing. I said that exactly. You said those exact words. Yes. Wow. That that's why I was curious to know how how you came out, you know, with those particular words. Yeah. And and in my uh I do a lot of Facebook lives. I get on uh, during the day, uh usually in the mornings when I'm doing my walks and I'll just uh, welcome everybody, you know, to a new day. And on there at the end of it, I always say, don't ever forget, always remember observe, listen, embrace, breathe, and savor, because that's the way we need to treat life every single day. We have this one life, so we need to live it to its fullest. 
Well, okay. So I, I love that. Love, love that too. Thank you for pointing out that I literally spoke uh, one of your chapter you titles. Yes. Um, amazed by that. Okay. So the, another thing I wanted to point out, and this is coming to mind as I was, as I was thinking about your book is, um, you know, I, I know lots of people who, who absolutely love nature and, and completely resonate with, with today's message. And I'm one of them. I completely, you know, I've had my own journey of coming to really appreciate nature and, and how good that feels. And <laughs> for anybody out there, I also, I also know some people, I don't know if you do too, who don't yet have that appreciation. You know, they're like, oh, yes. Yes. yes, right. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, they don't fully like or, or um, see all that beauty in nature. And what I want to say is um, that your book is something that can still help connect them to that. Yes. Yes. And there's um, you have to realize, too, that that in the, everything's not peaches and cream. So right. we have to realize, you know, that we have cloudy days and we have rainy days and we have gray skies. But in those gray skies, there's always beauty. We mm -hmm. just have to look for it. We have to recognize it and accept it and know, you know, that it's there. Um, and when we're talking about the healing effects, one of the things um, I want to all of the listeners here to take this to heart. And you may think it's frivolous. Somebody, someone may just, you know, kind of laugh it off, but that's okay because life is individual. Okay. But have you ever hugged a tree? Have you? I, I know I have at least once. I don't remember when, when, but I, yeah, I have, I have. If you take the time to really on your walk, if you're out in nature, wherever you are, a nature trail or whatever, find a tree, a tree, you know, you're just drawn to and just walk up to that tree and just say, Thank you. I'm just filled with gratitude that you're here today. Take that tree and just give it a hug. Because when you give that tree a hug, that tree is energy. So that energy is going to come from that tree and it's going to go into your being. And your energy is going to go into that tree, down into the soil and all out through its roots. That's the beauty of nature. Because we are nature. Nature is us. And to me, that is just a way of acceptance and a way of giving back. Nature gives to us every day. Let us give the love, the light, and the melody back to nature. It, a handful of years ago, I was going through one of my gray skies of life. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it, was a, it was a new kind of gray sky and um, a really challenging time. And that was the first time when I realized Oh my, and I'd heard this before, um, but it was the first time I had my own experiences of nature speaks, mm -hmm. nature truly communicates with us. And, and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm actually communicating with trees is what it was for me. And um, yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to share? Any, any experiences like that? that you? I mean, that, that's, that is perfect, you know, for this book. Because in the, in the writing and, and everything, it's all about nature speaking. Whether you're yeah. walking the beach and you're listening to the ocean, whether you, if you pick up a shell, did you ever think when you pick up a shell and you put that to your ear, you know, and you listen to it, that shell is empty, but it wasn't. Right. There was a mollusk inside. And that for you to be handling that empty shell, that mollusk died. Now you have the shell that once was a habitat. That was once life. 
So there, there are just so many little things like that that you can think about and, and you know, and bring to your mind, you know, as you're walking and, and looking at nature when you're picking up in fall, you know, one of our favorite times of the year in fall, it's the change of color and the leaves, rain. you know, that are falling. And another one is rain. And one of the, the, the poems in here is about the smell of rain and the different times. You know, have you have you ever smelled rain along a dusty road? Mm. I mean, it's an entirely different smell. Or wow. if you ever smell rain over a meadow, it yeah. that's the type of thing that's brought to light in uh, in the catnip of life, the, uh, the the deep observance and the listening, you know, of the sounds. Yeah, another phrase I love. So deep observance, listening. I want to say inner listening also. And yes. the phrase, and the phrase that was coming to mind as you were sharing that is. Um, stories of the unseen and all things that are unseen. So we may think that, you know, nature, you know, we, we may start out thinking, oh, nature doesn't talk, right? It's, it's, you know, it's just a plant. It's just there. But when you listen, you go within, you hear that story. And just exactly. like with the shell example you just gave, you know, it had a story with the mollusk and it has a new story, new beginning of you being the person who's listening to it. What is that shell communicating? Exactly. I, I know some people are going to hear this and be like, what? <laughs> um, and other people are going to hear it and go, oh my goodness. Yes. And so you I, know, another, another good example is along the seashore, the birds along the seashore. And if you notice, if you watch them, one will land. And then uh, along their water's edge, then all of a sudden there's another and another and another. Then you've got a mass, but they're all looking in the same direction. And if you watch them, they're standing there. I began to wonder, and it became, it actually became a point, messages in the wind. Because it's the wind that, that they're feeling it. They're feeling that wind, you know, and you stop and you think, oh, what's going through their minds? You know, how much can they think and see and feel? We don't really know. But, you know, it's just so you we can read into it and pull on those energies and receive strength from it. I um, it, what I want to encourage the listener today or the viewer, wherever you're watching us today, whether, whether it be YouTube or any of the podcast platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, any of that. Um, so good to have you here. And what I want to say to you is uh, two things. If you haven't yet experimented with communicating with nature, um, well, Charlotte's book, would be a great way to begin that conversation of reading the poem and then the questions at the end or whatever it leaves you with, it'd be something to take into your into the world with you um, or simply stepping outside and starting the conversation with, with trees or the nearby, you know, mm -hmm. rose bush or whatever it may be and ask a question so that you can receive that answer. And the second aspect I wanted to share that's showing up for me is start to trust what you receive. And what I what I can see people um, as they're hearing this conversation and maybe being in that middle ground of, can I really trust, trust my intuition, trust the messages I'm receiving? How do I really know? Um, this keeps showing up. I have to, yeah, anyway. I won't go into another rabbit hole, um, but the, the concept of faith and trusting your intuition has been mm -hmm. showing up a lot lately. And so um, I want to encourage people to trust what you're receiving. And if, if you still don't quite trust it, ask more questions of it and see what additional answers you get back. That's well, I, I'm going to piggyback off of that and tell the listeners to listen to your body. 
Yes, exactly. Listen, yes. Just listen to your body. And then there've been a lot of times, I mean, we all go through our aches and pains and, and times, you know, because it's the body, it's the cells of our body, but the cells of our body thrive on positive energy. So if we're feeding it that positive energy and we're seeing the beauty and, and everything that are around us, you know, it has to have a healing effect on the body. There's, yeah. there's no way it, it cannot. It's, it's there. Okay, Charlotte. So I have one more quote that I wanted to share here today. And um, let me go over to that. Um, here we go. It's one of your quotes. And um, this was something that this was something that you shared with me. In fact, okay, I'm actually going to be totally transparent here. I meant to ask you if this was okay to share before I did this. But I, 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 I Okay, good. Because I, I, I really love it. I think it's excellent. So let me read this for everyone. So Charla's quote is, we are each our own individual with ingrained paradigms, often not of our own choosing, but rather our upbringing. These often hold us back from truly knowing and understanding our inner self. And I just thought that was so key because everyone can relate to that of, you know, whatever you were raised with, um, even mm -hmm. if you had the most, you know, positive, you know, uh, you know, forward thinking parents, whatever it might be, uh, you know, at some point in life, there's going to be something that you realize, oh, wait a second, you know mm -hmm. what? maybe that's not what I choose to believe, or that's not my truth, or I, you know, no, that's not how I want to think about this thing. And you realize that there may be a paradigm or something playing behind the scenes that you want to choose to transform mm -hmm. so that you can better understand yourself and be in sync with who you are. That's what I'm getting from this quote. Um, did you yes. want to expand on this? That, that's exactly. I mean, you've interpreted perfectly. I couldn't interpret it any better. And that's why I, I made that state. I made that statement because it resonated with me and I thought it might resonate with others. Yeah, definitely. And here's what I also hear just another metaphor of how things are all connecting is um, as I typed this in to show on screen for everyone today, I actually was not able to add your last name because it ran <laughs> out of characters. And I, I think that's so fitting because um, I'm going to take it down. You can see Charlotte only has her first name on screen. Oh, how bad. <laughs> and I didn't even think about it when I put up put it up there because I, I normally put Charlotte Schultz. I don't know why I did that. But and, and now that I'm doing the book under Charlotte Lee, then I you know, I have to. And my business cards are Charlotte Lee. So it's um, <laughs> it, it's quite funny. I do. If I have time, I do want to mention something here because yeah, yeah. I mean, this whole conversation has been so wonderful and awesome because what you have said and what you have presented was such a perfect segue into a lot that I wanted to present with you, you know, relative to catnip of life. But number one, do not let catnip of life be overlooked because of the word poetry. A lot of readers, a lot of people stay away from poetry. There is, I don't want to say negative, but there is just a connotation about poetry. I don't like poetry. I don't read poetry. And I want to relate to my readers. I didn't like it either. When I was in school, when I was in school, when my teacher gave us a poem to interpret or to, to write out our feelings on everything about this, I might as well have been looking with a page written in invisible ink. I had no clue. I didn't know what that author was trying to say. I couldn't get the perspective or the intention of that writing. It just didn't resonate with me. 
And I think that's why when I started writing poetry, I started writing visual because I'm a visual learner. I wanted to present everything to where when you read it, you see it. You don't have to stop and say, what is she talking about? Because as you're reading it, you're visualizing it in your mind. And that to me, that just means a whole, uh, that just paints a whole new different picture around poetry. Um, Mother nature is poetry in motion. So keeping that in mind, I think might be a drawing card to hopefully introduce poetry to a lot more readers. And that's one of my goals is to go into schools and work with youth. I want to work with youth in reading and writing and introduce them to the beauties of nature and the poetic abilities that each one of us have that unfortunately we shadow. Well, I appreciate you sharing that because I I agree, and uh, you know I've had my own experiences of of reading poetry and like oh not fully connecting to it, and then my own experiences of writing my own poetry as well. I you know I I get it, and what I really love, and you shared this earlier, is is just about how the poems leave you with you know a question to ponder for the day or to look for in the world, and to me that gives it um, more of a a purpose and an intention. Mm -hmm. And that's intriguing. And, and, yes. um, you know, that's, that can be sort of like a, then take it to being sort of like a daily devotional mm -hmm. or a, a journal prompt, um, things, things like that, where people can use in other ways. So, and I did put opportunities, um, uh, in this book where, where they read something and they have the opportunity to reflect on it, you know, on what they mm -hmm. read, but you mentioned earlier about the follow-up books, Yes. The yes. first follow-up book to this one is called A Touch of Catnip. And A Touch of Catnip is like a book and a journal. It's a book okay. and a reflection journal. The poems are short, um, like the one I just read about the barren tree. And some of them are either shorter than that one, but they're not any longer than the barren tree, where the ones in A Catnip of Life go into much more depth. The Touch of Catnip is where you can uh, pick it up, have it at your bedside table, maybe in your den, on your kitchen table or whatever, and you just want to pick it up at any point in time. It's a quick read. It just might be for a mood of the moment. That one and Voices in Nature, which will be the one that will follow it, are the two that are the quick reads. The biggie is buzzing. I want everyone to remember B-U-Z-Z-I-N with an apostrophe. And if you're a parent, keep it in mind because that's my children's book. And that mm. is the introduction, bringing a child to nature. And I believe it's going to begin with the parent reading it to the child. Okay. And then as the child grows, then the child will be able to read it. It will also be educational because there will be facts brought into it about the characters, the nature of the characters are in there. So it's going to be quite a learning experience. And is, so are those also on Amazon already? They right? are my upcoming. They are not, they're not oh, print, okay. in print yet. Um, okay. the, uh, uh, a Touch of Catnip and Voices in Nature. I am in the, what I call the tweaking process. Yeah. As a writer, and I am, I grow on feedback. I want the feedback. 
And unfortunately, I had, haven't gotten you know, the reviews that I wanted to. You always want a multiple reviews, you know, like on Amazon. But my reviews came on LinkedIn. And when I had my book, it, it came as a book of the day on a, on a website and it was offered on LinkedIn. I got just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments, you know, on LinkedIn. And from those comments, I pulled, oh my gosh, so much feedback and thoughts and suggestions that I'm going into a touch of catnip and I'm doing a little bit of tweaking with that one, making enough changes so you don't feel like you're picking this one up and reading it all over again. It has okay. to be, it has to be somewhat different. And there's a pattern that this book follows. So I've, I'm growing and I'm branching from this pattern and reaching out and making it just a little bit more, a little difference will grab, you know, that reader. So the uh, touch of catnip, voices in nature, and of course the buzzing will be, uh, oh, I've just got so much in the future. There's, there's more, there's more. <laughs> I, I, just, I, can, I can just keep going on and on and on and on and because my vision is just, just non-stopping. That's no. And that's very exciting. I think that's, you know, that's reflective also of um, that life giving nature, life giving nature of nature, um, you know, that keeps that, those ideas flowing. And so but yes, we are nearing the end of our conversation today. So I want to make sure people know where to find out more about Catnip of Life. And you have your site here, catnipoflife.info. And it. so so for everyone out there, it's not catnip, catnip, catnip okay. It's catnipoflife.info. It's not .com or .org. It's .info. Well, now, if they mistakenly go to .com, that's uh -huh. okay because that's oh, okay. my blog. And, uh, and, and, and on my blog, they can get access. This one just gives them Perfect. the information about my writing and the access to the book. Okay. And okay, excellent. And last but not least, I know you have another project coming up that's pretty exciting. So let's just give a quick little show of this. You also yeah. have a chapter featured in The Inside Effects, which is a book based on the upcoming movie titled The Inside Effects featuring Dr. John Martini, JP Sears and all that. And so, um, yeah, so I just... Congratulations. Oh, yes. this, is my, this is my publisher, Keith Leon S. And he has uh, produced this book and he invited a group of authors to write a chapter for the book. I was very humbled, very pleased and honored to be able to write the chapter on how the body heals itself. And I do bring into the healing effects, of course, of Mother Nature. The book will be available. There is a launch party. We invite the people to come to this on july the 5th and uh kim if you do not have the link i'll be sure that you have the link perhaps you can showcase it you know on your show and then the documentary the film will come out on july the 8th awesome well charla it was wonderful meeting you today and sharing more of your story and how everything intertwines and connects are there any final thoughts you'd like to leave our audience with today yep observe Listen, embrace, breathe, and savor life to its fullest. That's the catnip of life. Thank you so much for this day. You're so welcome, Charlotte. Okay, so I'm going to just drop you back down into the lobby, and I'll see you there in a few moments after I close out the show. Okay, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. Oh, oh, goodness, goodness. Uh, I had so much fun. I had so much fun seeing how 
things were connecting all throughout the show. Did you notice that? <laughs> Did you notice that from, from the opening of the show to uh, talking with Sharla and the quotes and the chapter in her book and of course nature and the metaphors and all of it. It's, it's um you know, I can see someone... I always see both sides of everything, it, it seems. So, you know, I can see how easy it could be to just blow something like this off, right? Like, ugh, whatever. Okay, the, the fluff, right? No, it's the beauty. That's how things all work. We talked to, uh, earlier about this uh, Andy Goldsworthy quote about nature is not something separate from us. It's all about, you know, we are nature. And Charlotte was talking about that too. And which all connects us back to our connection to ourself. And we can reclaim that through nature and starting to see these parallels and how things are intertwined in a positive way, in a, in a beautiful, healthy, I'm going to say purified way, allowing ourselves to be purified, be reclaimed, reborn, whatever it may be, whatever term you want to use there. I love it. I think it's beautiful and um, very invigorating and refreshing. So let me know what you're taking away from today's conversation. What is your takeaway? Let me know wherever you watched or listened to today's episode. I'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, if you did enjoy this conversation, please do give it you know, a thumbs up, uh, a share, anything of that sort. It's always very helpful. Remember that wherever you are today is not where you have to be tomorrow. And you can start by shifting into that new day experience by, yes, by shaking off the previous day, the previous thought that's been replaying in your head, by asking nature for feedback, by asking your higher self for guidance, for that insight, for wisdom, for what is that next step forward. I posted something today too about, you know, all those baby steps, you know, you might think that, well, if I do this one thing, I mean, that's nothing. It might seem like nothing, but if it's, the, if it's the thought that's coming to mind, I would say consider it, you know, consider taking that one little step because all the baby steps add up to what looks like a leap forward eventually. Every day is always a new day and whatever you're going through today, rest assured that this too shall pass. Have an amazing day, everybody. I will see you all again very, very soon.